Well, hey, what's up, you beautiful dividend investor, you? That's right, you are beautiful. What are you out walking your dog? Just walk up to one of your neighbor's houses right there and just find a window, a big bay window that you can stare into at your beautiful reflection and say, you are beautiful. And then get the hell out of there because they might be calling the police. Maybe they'll invite you in. I don't know. Maybe you got cool neighbors. What's going on? My name is Russ. This is where you've landed on the Dapper Dividends podcast. You know what? It is a weird, I've I've got a weird feeling. I'm in a funk right now because I just got back from the second half of a two-day volleyball tournament for my 16-year-old daughter. And they started out so good, so good. They crushed two opponents and then they ended up taking, I don't know who does the scheduling, but they had a two and a half hour break where they ate, they were all sitting around and joking and watching TikTok, doing whatever 16-year-old girls do. Uh, the parents may or may not unofficially have had a drink or so out in their car. Nothing wrong with that. Anyway, when they came back to play, they weren't ready. They got beat, and then that messed up their confidence, and it spilled over into today, and it didn't finish the way I'd like it to. And you know what? As a dad on the other side, being me of the other side of the the team that my kids are playing, uh, the parents were sitting near each other, you know, from the opposing teams. And when my daughter went to go make a spike and didn't hit the ball quite right, and then I hear a dad cheering and, and yelling and being happy, this dividend investor felt like walking right up to said father and punching his mouth loose. I'm not a violent person. I've never been in a fight. I wouldn't do that. It was just a feeling. Hey, you know... It's it's that whole thing when you don't understand until you have kids, but when your kid messed up and somebody was cheering about it, it just feels like salt being poured into an open wound. But if there's a parallel, maybe we can take away is that you can't get too comfortable. You can't get complacent because investing really is a game that we just play for our lives. And I kind of took the eye off the ball with one of the stocks that I ended up selling out of this week. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, you might have gotten an inkling of it if you watch the dividend, you know, Dapper Dividends YouTube channel. I know I had to think of it. I told you I'm in a funk. Uh, I'm going to talk about it on the live stream, which I'll be doing here in a little bit. And then in the newsletter, hey, head to DapperDividends.com. There's a link in the show notes below. It's free. It's fantabulous. And you get it every week. Why? I don't know. Because I enjoy doing it. I really do. And this week's was all about how you can pay $0 tax on your dividend income because if you didn't know it ain't free you're gonna have to pay taxes on that uh, unless it's in a tax advantaged account then you won't if it's in a Roth you never will if it's in a traditional IRA you're just deferring the taxes and you'll pay those when you go to take those required minimum distributions here in the United States when uh, if you do that or whatever distribution you take so it's just you'll pay it at a later date or if it's in a taxable account uh, newsflash, taxable means you're taxed on that money. Which, by the way, where we sold this stock in, we may have to be using that because another thing, my 16-year-old daughter got her driver's license this week. So we need a second car and we want to give them the one we're driving now. It's a, it's an old beater. It's a 2011 GMC Acadia Denali. has like 152,000 miles on it. It's not perfect, but... It would be a really good first car. So uh, <laughs> Mima and people are going to need a car to drive around. So we're looking at some and it's uh, looking like I'm going to be having to cash out some stocks, 
take some of that money so we can just pay cash and then I'm going to put us on a payment plan. We're going to pay ourselves back every month, you know, whatever it is. I'm going to meticulously keep a spreadsheet, call it maybe $400 a month that we're going to pay back to the taxable account where we're taking the money out of. Bada bing, bada boom, we're going to pay it back. And we looked, an interest loan on an uh, auto loan is somewhere around 9 to 10% interest. So even if we had... Just for the fun of it, say we're receiving 6% interest on those stocks, dividend interest, right? And if it's a 10% interest on the loan, right, then that would be 4% we're saving ourselves. So we're likely going to be doing that, selling some positions to buy a car outright because, you know, you got to make it count where it works and we're just going to have that thing all paid off in one shot. Four times a year, the 13Fs also come out and Berkshire Hathaways came out didn't do a whole lot of crazy stuff. They sold out of some positions that you may or may not be familiar. Again, I'll have linked in the description below if you want to check out that video that we threw together. But the ones that they bought, they bought more uh, Oxy, uh, Occidental Petroleum, ticker OXY, Chevron, ticker CVX, and a penny stock. Yes, dear listener, Warren Buffett, or it may have been Todd Combs or Ted Wexler. You know, we don't know. They don't say but somebody over there at Berkshire, you know, really likes Sirius XM. And I'm not, maybe it's because they're a monopoly, but they feel like a melting ice cube to me. Anyway, Sirius XM is under $5 a share, so that qualifies it as a penny stock. So Berkshire Hathaway bought a dividend paying penny stock, mind you. Now this week, we received some dividends, a total of $190.50. How did we get that? It's in three portfolios that we share with you. We received $55.80 from ABV, ticker ABBV, $51.50 from Enterprise Products Partners, ticker EPD, $47.20 from Realty Income, ticker O, and $36 from Main Street Capital, ticker MAIN. So the cool thing, that $83.20 of that was from Realty Income and Main Street Capital, which those are monthly dividend paying stocks and what i think i want to start doing is we're closing in on 200 shares of realty income we have 193 in our self-directed ira and once we hit 200 i'm going to take those monthly dividends and i believe we will start a position in agree realty ticker adc a lot of the triple net lease reits right triple net lease those are the ones where the tenant pretty much pays everything they're paying the taxes they're paying insurance on the property too and they're also paying for all the maintenance and upkeep so it's a really interesting thing that as the rates shot up all of those got crushed and you know not all REITs are the same without going too deep into it we don't want to lose and confuse but my thought process is that while realty income is down we're going to buy more so we did we bought three more shares of Realty Income at $51.99. One more share Vici Properties, ticker VICI at $29.33. And three shares of Johnson & Johnson at $156.75. Now, I am confident that when rates eventually do start getting cut, that this is going to be a tailwind for pretty much all of the REITs and especially the triple net lease REITs. So I think Realty Income and Vici Properties are going to go up. I think also that Realty Income likely will be back around $65 a share. 
And from where it's at at about 52 bucks, that's a whole lot of upside. I don't know, 30% or so, give or take. And I don't know when that'll be. I can't tell you. But I do know that someday it will recover. And I'm looking as at it as I am getting paid to wait. I have no intention of selling realty income. All things remaining equal. Obviously, if the fundamentals of the business are faltering, then that's new information. And right, like Lord Kane said, when the facts change, I change my... <laughs> Let's try that again. When the facts change, I change my mind. What do you do? So when the facts change, maybe we got to change. And I'm changing because also I was called out that I say... <laughs> apparently I say Berkshire. And I don't know, I've, I maybe it's my Chicago accent. But apparently, as the person told me in the comments on YouTube... It is Berkshire, not Berkshire, or Berkshire, I guess I say. So Berkshire, Berkshire. I apologize if there was any confusion and you had no idea what business I was talking about when I so incredulously said Berkshire. So there you go. We're going to work on that. Try to get that in the subconscious to say Berkshire. So earlier in the week, before we got the dividends from Realty Income and Main Street Capital, I was so close to getting one more share of Realty Income. So I sold two shares of Warner Brothers Discovery for nine, at $9.64, way the hell below our cost basis. That's one that when AT&T spun out Warner Brothers Discovery, I should have just sold it. Right off the bat, that's one of my lessons. If I don't believe or understand the business, or I don't believe that I understand the business properly, as soon as you get that spinoff, just sell it. And you know, it's a funny thing also I shared on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it now, is that the stocks you're invested in, and this may be a good test to tell if you're invested in the business or the dividend, because think of all the businesses that you own that pay a dividend if nothing changed, if all things were equal with the business and the only thing that they did was eliminate that dividend, but the business was exactly the same, would you sell the stock? And if you would sell the stock, then that tells me that, right, we're only invested in that for the dividend. And I don't think we want to be invested in a business just for the dividend. I think it should be businesses that we like. And obviously that's a, you know, it's a weird scenario to play out, but hey, maybe it, you know, it might help you if you're on the fence about whether you want to sell something or not. And that's one of the things I used when I sold the one we're going to talk about in a minute, but we got dividend increases for you. Like Principal Financial Group ticker PFG, which Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Raise their dividend 3%. Dividend yield of 3.45%. That's their 15th straight year of dividend growth. PSEG, ticker PSEG, which is a New Jersey-based utility. They've paid uninterrupted dividends since 1907. Not growing, but uninterrupted. And they raised that dividend 5.3%, which is their 13th consecutive annual increase. Dividend yield of 4.01%. And this is brought to us by Simply Safe Dividends. They give them a dividend safety score of 99. They raised that dividend 5.3%. That is very nice. Remember that number. That's gonna be that's gonna tie into what we are talking about. They reaffirmed their 75 safe score on Pfizer. And they said that growth and execution concerns weigh on Pfizer's stock as key patent expirations draw near. Remember, that's the patent cliff we always talk about. We always have to be cognizant. Uh, some of these, though, the drugs, it, it's not as bad because for the biosimilars, for the generics, it could still be expensive for them to make these drugs. So just because they have the ability to doesn't mean automatically they're going to make these drugs and just undersell like a Pfizer really, uh, really quickly. But Pfizer with a dividend yield of 6%, I don't think I would invest. I know Ian Lopik did, did or he is, but uh, it's I'm just sticking with J&J. That's where I'm going. Sherwin-Williams, ticker SHW, closing in on being a dividend king. They want that crown. Raise their dividend 18%, which is 46 years of straight growth. 0.93% dividend yield, safety score of 87, very safe, but 18% dividend growth. That's what they do. They hike those dividends really quickly. <laughs> Choo-choo, CSX, the uh, Canadian railway line road, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. They raise their dividend 9.1%, which is their 20th straight year of dividend raises. They are a cash cow, iconic up there in the Great White North, yeah, hey, 1.31% when me and Nanook ride on the CSX trains across the Great White North. Shout out to Jim Carrey for that. I, I got to dig up that bit so I can maybe do it a little bit better. But uh, God bless Jim Carrey. He's awesome. You know, I read a quote by Jim Carrey recently where he said, I wish everyone could become rich and famous and get everything they ever dreamed of so they would see that it's not the answer. I like that quote. Take it from the people that are famous, right? What did even Will Smith say? Will Smith Smith said something like, getting famous is awesome, staying famous is not so awesome, and losing fame is miserable. So it sounds like maybe if we're getting famous slowly and that's all we ever do, maybe if you, according to Will Smith, that's where we should be trying to get moving right along. Cisco, ticker C-I-S, no, ticker C-S-C-O. As soon as I said that to you, I thought, ah, like the food company Cisco. Wouldn't that be fun? We should do a comparison of Cisco and Cisco. Cisco, the communications equipment company, and Cisco, ticker S-Y-Y, the food delivery company, and uh, I don't know. They just share a similar name. They don't even spell it the same. But anyway, Cisco raised their dividend 2.6%, which is their 13th straight year of dividend growth, 3.30% dividend yield. Going back to Canada again, Manulife 
raised their dividend 9.6%. They are a life and health insurance company, ticker MFC. They raised that dividend 4.78%. And hey, they're expanding globally in developing nations with a growing middle class like China and India. Let's see if we get these next ones a little quicker. Genuine Parts, ticker GPC, raised their dividend 5.3%, which is their 68th straight year of dividend raises. Dividend yield of 2.8%, safety score of 80. Very nice GPC. We held them once upon a time. My kids hold this one. Coca-Cola, ticker KO, 5.4% dividend raise. 62nd consecutive annual increase, 3.27% yield. Again, back up to Canada, TC Energy, ticker TRP, oil and gas storage and transportation company, raised their dividend 3.2%, which is their 24th consecutive annual raise, 7.16% yield. And by the way, shout out to Mike the Dividend Guy on his last podcast. He was all about utilities and pipelines and gave some thoughts on that. So that was really cool. And I enjoyed that episode of Mike the Dividend Guy. Google them. Look them up if you don't listen to it. You should. PPL, the electric utility company, raised their dividend 7.3%. Dividend safety score of 3.80. Uh, <laughs> safe. Yield of 3.87%. And last but not least, Next Era Energy, ticker NEE, with a big double-digit 10% dividend raise. And they have a yield of 3.61% and a dividend safety score of 90. Very safe. And now what you've been waiting for, everybody. We sold 15 shares of Duke Energy, ticker D-U-K, at $92. So why did we sell Duke Energy? We had been holding Duke Energy for a while. Since the summer of 2020, we bought those shares in a few tranches, but we had an average score i was gonna say i don't want to say average score i want to say we had an average cost basis of 83 dollars and 89 cents so we were up a little almost nine and a quarter percent on those shares like 115 dollars. that's not the total return that is without dividends received so with dividends received i would guesstimate we're probably pushing about a 25 to 30 percent return on those shares but i have three reasons for you that i sold out the first one is, is that the dividend is not keeping up with inflation. So the average inflation growth rate between 2003 and 2023 is 2.6%, 2 okay? 2.6%. 2 Duke's 20-year compound growth rate for that dividend, the average is 1%. Now, they did have a cut during the great financial crisis, the GFC. I was going to call it collapse. They did cut that dividend, but still... The last five years, 2%. The last dividend increase in July of 2023, 2%. It's just the dividend is underpacing inflation. That's no bueno. We can't have our dividend. If you're going to be a dividend growth investor, I think one of the easiest benchmarks is that, yeah, there's aberrations in there, but at least for five years, that dividend CAGR should be beating out inflation. And secondly, it doesn't beat the S&P 500 on a total return basis in almost any time period. Now, I, I know some people I can hear you saying, but we don't care about the S&P 500 benchmark. Well, it's a good benchmark to gauge things off of, but the fact is that 
if you would have just bought ticker VOO, the S&P 500, you would have beaten Duke. You wouldn't even have to think about anything. You just buy that, sit on it. Here's some of the returns, okay? The only return that it beat out was the last five days because the S&P 500 is down point negative 0.42% while Duke is 0.21%. Here's some numbers at you. Over the last one month, Duke negative 3.7, S&P positive 5%. Six months, <laughs> Duke only 2.5%, S&P 14%. We're going to round up here. Year to date, S&P 500, 5%, Duke negative 5%. Couple more thrown at you. One year, Duke negative 3%, S&P 22%. Three-year, Duke, 16%. S&P, 27%. Remember, these are total returns with dividends included. Five-year, Duke, 27%. A, we're better. S&P, 80%. Two more to look at. Ten-year, total return for Duke, 94%. Nice, right? Yeah, considering the S&P was 173%. And even looking back before the tech boom, the S&P at many times was better than Duke. And then if we go all the way back to 1994, 1994, Duke has a total return of 99%, while the S&P is at 970%. It is not even close. And number four, this is something I've also learned that's become important in my assessment of businesses. How capital intensive are they? Are they capital intensive? Do they have to keep dishing out lots and lots of money? For the utilities, yes. For the telecoms, yes. One of the distinctions is, though, that the utility, when it's a regulated utility like a Duke Energy, it's kind of a blessing and a curse that, yes, they may not be able to raise, raise prices whenever they want and how much ever they want. The government is going to tell them what they will be allowed to raise and to charge their customers. So you can better gauge the kind of return that that business is going to get. Where when you have a telecom like an AT&T or Verizon, yes, they're not regulated, but they still are capital intensive. And there's no guarantee that that is going to give them any kind of a return. You would hope they would, but it is just not something I like going forward. There's just constant infrastructure upgrades utility poles, you got the trucks breaking down and built, you have to buy new trucks, you have all those people. It is just very capital intensive. There's the shift underway to switch to clean energy. That's costing money. So there's a lot of money that goes into being a utility company. And like I said, it's just something I don't want to deal with anymore. And I think it is just such a big drag. It really is kind of like a bond proxy. So if it was up to me, I may buy Duke again if I see them under 85, maybe around $80. And then that's kind of what I think as I look back over the, the chart graph recently. It's like buy under 85, sell over 95. If you want to play that game and then you just get paid to wait for however long that takes. But then, then your time in the market. And I don't know if we want to be market timers. I don't want to be a market timer, which is why I'm buying Realty Income, Vici, and soon probably to be agree realty once I hit those uh, 200 shares of realty income is I think what we're going to uh, to do there. And we'll start dripping. 
when we take the realty income dividends, the Main Street Capital dividends every month, and I will buy at least one share of Agree Realty. And then, you know, we'll probably start taking all three of theirs and just, anyway, it's kind of a, it's a loose plan that I have going on. So that's it, man. We sold Duke. And if you want to shoot me an email, hey, Russ at DapperDividends.com, let me know what you sold or bought. Pop on by the live stream we'll be doing in a little bit here. And hey, I hope you have a great start to your week. We got Walmart earnings coming up. We also have NVIDIA, right? That's the one everybody's waiting for. If they don't crush earnings, right, eventually it's going to get to the point where they have to just have insane earnings growth every quarter to meet expectations. And soon it's not going to, and people are probably going to use that to start taking profits. Maybe not. I don't know. But either way, the point of that is we don't know what's going to happen. The market goes up, the market goes down, but over the life of the market in general, it goes up and to the right. And hey, <laughs> I'm up and to the right right now and thanking you for letting me come in your ear holes for you know almost 30 minutes here. And I will talk to you in the next episode. I really do hope you have a great week out there in the markets. And uh, hey, make some smart investments. Don't be a gabagool, right? I'll talk to you in the next podcast episode. So long, everybody.